say what gender. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. It's November 27th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is um, Dolly Howard, and that deep breath you just heard was Walt Silva and Jan Shaw. <laughs> and Dolly's the only one that was muted. Maybe Jan, because I can't see her face. I was. Okay. I Walt only wasn't. unmuted, so I'd be ready. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, so how are you? you I'm muted too. Say again. I just now press the unmute button, oh, okay. so I was muted. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you. Where are you? Where False am I? False accusations. The screen is comp- normally I see the icon of the whoever's talking on the screen, but now it's just a black screen, and at the bottom it says John Shaw, three dots, and you're nowhere to be seen. It's just a black screen. Is this a new? Skype interface, I guess. I don't know because she was up. Her picture was up, and then when you guys joined, it disappeared. So I don't know what that's. About. Oh. I did notice uh-huh. that it was up. So, but it is gone. I agree with you because I got like, what did I do wrong? I thought there was something wrong, and then I realized no, everything's <laughs> there. They seem to be helping, happening. So, uh, anyway. Um, Hi, Dolly. Uh, it only appears for me if you actually maximize the screen. If it's minimized, all I see is your picture and a plus three. So maybe that's what the thing is. Well, even in the minimize oh. button, you're not there. Nobody's there. Oh, really? But I'm glad that Walt's getting the same thing. Otherwise, I'd probably start panicking, thinking, oh, my God, is, is, is Skype going to take over and start doing an update on me? <laughs> if I oh, suddenly yeah. disappear, that's what happened. Uh, I mean, so one of, one of my computers went through the, the update thing. So. Skype, you mean a Skype update? Uh, no, it was uh, yesterday. Oh. Uh, Microsoft was doing an update, plus Norton was doing an update, and then... Cleaner was wanted to update all the drivers, so the machine spent like an hour doing updates. Wow. Fun. Huh. I want to ask you a technical question later when we've got past the intro, intro Walt. So. I want to say hi to Dolly. She's still muted. Yeah. She's being very good. <laughs> we have to give her permission to unmute. Hi, Dolly. Dolly. Hi. Hi, there she I is. Was being, I was behaving. I know, I was yeah. very proud. And I had to do that, that well, thank you. I had to do that uh, stupid-ass uh, Microsoft update. It didn't give uh-huh. me a choice. Uh-huh. It just started doing it. I know, yeah. isn't it? Don't you love it when that happens? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was very irritated. <laughs> it was lucky it couldn't hear me. Was that tomorrow? Was that going to Microsoft? Tomorrow's a big day for us. We're picking up Doc over today. Sebring, we get to bring him tomorrow. We bring him home tomorrow. Okay, and you're all ready for him. Yes, we're very excited and ready. 
I'm a little preoccupied. I just managed to spill my coffee, but luckily I have a napkin in my pocket. <laughs> you didn't spill it on your keyboard, did you? No, That's my I, habit. No, 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 no. I have my I have all that stuff on a separate table. <laughs> this I've got three keyboards. In, uh, this is in why a, I insist on show rehearsals like a week in advance so that we don't have the snafus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I wanted to ask, these updates, are they going to Microsoft 11 or are they just Microsoft, um, you know, Windows 10? Let's take a look. Sorry? Let's take a look. Let, I'm going to take a look in order to answer your I know. Question. I know they're trying to push to go up to Microsoft, to Win, Windows 11, which I'm ignoring. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, and I know it's, you know, kind of a bit off topic for this show, but, you know, I've been following some Telegram, well, a Telegram channel, although I haven't been on Telegram for a few days, um, a guy who's a techie who is talking about, you know, how to ditch Microsoft completely and go to Linux and that it's far less resource hungry and you haven't got all the kind of virus risks and everything else. What's your take on that? I, 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 I can't speak about the present, but I can speak about maybe all I let's go back to. 2014. Uh, that was the very last time I tried to reinstall to install Linux. Uh, it's not a bad operating system, but here how here how it is different from uh, right now. We because 99.9 percent of the technical world world caters to Microsoft. Mm. Uh, the program developers and the software writers, uh, all their stuff is compatible with Microsoft. So they make it, uh, software companies, not hardware companies, make it their business to make sure that they are drivers for their stuff. Uh, what is a well, driver? That's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Do you, um, you understand the, the concept oh, yeah. of yeah. what is a driver when it comes to software and hardware? Okay. Yeah. So, the um, the when if, if we're talking about how good a an operating system is, it's far far better than Microsoft because uh, first of all, uh, TCP/IP, the protocol that the whole world uses, uh, the whole internet uses, is actually native in Linux. What does that mean? It means that Linux is not native, is not absolutely not native to Microsoft. Microsoft has its own communication language for the for networks. It's called NetBuoy. It is it is the only language it, it knows. It, it has to have NetBuoy in order for computers to communicate to each other. How do they get away with the TCP/IP? What they did is in their infinite wisdom, instead of developing another language or somehow, well, maybe it had to do with licensing. I don't know because let's face it, let's uh, Microsoft is a cabal company, so I don't know what they had in their mind. But what they did is they grabbed this giant <laughs> pile of, of stuff and they plopped it down on top of TCP IP. 
even though TCP/IP is so robust and so featureful, um, it's one protocol smack on top of another protocol. So in my when I used to do this work full time back in New York, I actually with the other uh, du duplicate sounds. Uh, I don't know. It's not me. I'm. I'm, I'm using a headset, so I don't know who's getting a duplicate sound. Well, uh, it's, I'm hearing, I'm on a headset, and I'm hearing you speak in real time and and something. Now, I'm wondering if uh, Nancy's replaying something. No, no, I don't have anything on, and I've got it blocked. Is, do you have it on? You were in chat. Is it still on? Is the player in chat still on? Not for me, no. I turned oh. it off. I shut off mine too because I, I was listening to Jen and then I shut it off when I heard the uh, outro. But does somebody have a radio on in the background when you are listening live to Jan? I, mine, I shut that off. Now it uh, stopped. Now it stopped. It's okay now. So. It may have. I, I stopped the player. <laughs> I stopped the player. And then, so I went in to see, is it playing? And it didn't look like it was playing. I put it on mute and it stopped. So maybe my player was playing. But it just started up when I wasn't even in there. It's weird. It's weird. Anyway, it's better now. <laughs> so <laughs> I missed most of what you were saying because I'm getting this double <laughs> oh. sound anyway but he, anyway he, 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 he was saying that that uh, Microsoft has secret little things that Linux doesn't have so Linux can't play certain things oh correct? my god no no Gosh, I'm hearing like no? four different things oh are you still you're having a problem Dolly yes yes I can't know what to answer who to answer what oh Dear God. You were listening to Jen's show, so maybe that's still on. Turn off the station. You might have get been hurt hearing it through her her mic might have been I didn't hear it. Walt didn't hear it. So I don't think it's in I didn't have it on. I didn't do anything and now I'm not hearing it. Oh wait a minute. Somebody, it's not me. I turned it off a long time ago. Are you still hearing an echo? Is there some kind of an echo happening when I'm talking? Yes, I'm hearing three conversations. Jan, are you hearing the same thing or not? Not now. No, no. Mute the player in in on the Cosmic Reality Radio page. Just mute it. Click on the uh, volume. Icon. I don't have it on. I, it's not on, Jan. Well, mine wasn't either, and I had to click on that to stop it. Just try clicking on the volume icon. All right, I clicked on it. Okay, so now what's happened? Oh, my gosh. Now everything went away. Oh. <laughs> well, next time, we, next time we ask you to do something, please do it. 
instead of fighting <laughs> us because well, it, I, it doesn't. Don't, you don't know. No, 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 no. You you don't want to. You don't want to think about what might be rational. Just give it a try because all we're doing is shooting in the dark and hoping that that's what works. So we don't have any reason to tell you that. We don't think it should be happening. I did it when I heard it. So I give up. <laughs> I mean, I, I, have you heard the name of the show? It's say what? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> say what the is going on? <laughs> now we haven't asked the chatters. Did the chatters hear anything? But I got because I'll bet you they did not. It was all Dolly's fault. See, it's Dolly's fault again, Walt. <laughs> 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 no, oh they didn't. Nothing, oh my nothing God. said in the chat at all. So. <laughs> oh Lord. Hey, listen, it's live radio. This is what this is what happens. <laughs> I was on with Derek, and um, Derek he he couldn't hear me. Couldn't hear. No, I couldn't hear him. I couldn't hear him, and it was because my speakers were turned off. <laughs> because <laughs> when he first started talking, it was so loud that I just put the sound down and didn't realize I had completely 86'd it and you know and I felt so bad about it because he'd been doing re, you know reconfiguring all his computer and everything else and my speakers weren't on so you know it's it's just a weird doll <laughs> but now we got it taken care of so now we can get serious about life <laughs> yeah, okay well, Walt explain <clears throat> explain it again <laughs> and try not to get so technical because Obviously, okay. Nobody was listening to you. They were listening to that. <laughs> I'll dumb it Multiple down versions to, uh, of it. I'll dumb it down to uh, what do you call it? Army specialist intelligence. There you Maybe go. That, there you go. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. What I was going to say is that uh, on the on this on the subject of networking, when you have two or more computers talking to each other. Uh, in Linux, the native net language of Linux is uh, TCP/IP, which is the native language of computers all over the world on the internet. The internet runs on TCP/IP. It it uh, TCP/IP it's uh, it sounds like one word or one designation. In reality, it's a stack of protocols. It's not one thing. Imagine like a stack of pancakes, for example. One pancake deals with communication. Another pancake deals with moving files here and there. Another pancake deals with uh, mail, getting mail. Another pancake deals with sending mail. Another pan yeah. So another pancake deals with uh, uh, sounds and so on and so on. So uh, when it comes to the language uh, protocol is is that's that's what the word stands for the language that the computer is using to communicate the internet is tcpip is because the letters themselves tcpip transport tcp transport uh, transport control a uh, protocol ip means internet protocol those those are, that's what those five letters mean but in their infinite wisdom, uh, Microsoft, the Microsoft products, because as you guys know by now, you know, um, Gates did not invent DOS. 
Uh, in fact, I don't know. Uh, the only thing I know that he wrote was a, a basic compiler, and that's about it. Uh, TCP/IP is something that he grabbed, and they just they just grabbed it and took it. Like for example, uh, people talk about Windows NT because Windows NT is the animal that's in that's at, at the heart of the Windows that you use now is actually based on Windows NT. Who wrote Windows NT? Digital Corp. And that truly is an invention by another corporation. And what did they do? They were marketing it and selling it and they got caught with their pants down because you're doing something that, you know, you're in license violation. So what they did is in their infinite wisdom, they spoke to digital and they said, okay, well, break up the playing field. Up to four processors, we will sell Windows NT. And for five processors and higher, it'll be digital. It'll be a digital product. So if somebody has computer equipment that has more than four processors, they can go straight to digital. And that's the deal they struck with digital. Because so that's got, for more the corporate setup. That's the corporate setup. So so why is this important with the protocol? Because, well, the communication protocol that Microsoft uses is super bloated. And that's why when it comes to the speed of communications, uh, the, the, soft, the Microsoft product is slower than a native computer. If you, uh, I did a test when I was doing IT work and there was another technician working with us. We did a, a we purposely did an experiment, and what we did is the server had uh, video files, and what we did we had two comparable machines, comparable by me by so by hardware. I mean both had the same amount of power and the same amount of memory, but the difference was that one was running Windows and one was running Linux natively, meaning native it's it's the operating system that the machine is booting to. So one is running Windows, the other one is running Linux. And every time we we would launch, we simultaneously launched the same file from the server. So a, a music video starts playing. Well, all the machines, and we were able to get other machines to see if if, if the results were the same or it was unique to the, these two pieces of equipment. Uh, the machines that were running Linux, the video was like, maybe uh, already playing the first 10 seconds of the video on the, in the other machines, it was loading. Because <laughs> it has to... So, <laughs> so, so a bit like... Was, it, has, it has to go through so many layers that the Microsoft product actually takes longer to show you the video. Yeah, and I was just thinking the same way Gates pushes out, follow the science of yeah. so-called vaccines he pushed out follow the science of microsoft products because the reason that you know you were saying about linux being native to tcp ip it is it also i think it's also open source isn't it but exactly. um it must also then as as you've just proven be much more efficient because it's working off the same underlying technology because the reason i asked i wasn't planning to do anything with my current computers because you know i rely so much on software that is 
compatible with Windows and probably wouldn't be compatible with Linux. But I've got an old computer, an old laptop that I replaced because it had just ground to a halt, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I might well just try uh, clearing the whole thing and putting Linux on there and see how it performs. Just, you know, because it could end up, I mean, it was a, uh, it was still a Windows 10 computer and it had a decent amount of memory and uh, processor and everything. Um, It may just, you know, be recoverable using Linux, not Windows. Now, the the best use of the machine, uh, Linux as as an operating system has to be properly installed because what happens with Linux you are able to do something at the operating system level that it's impossible to do with Microsoft because, okay, here's the thing. Microsoft has this automated process where supposedly it checks everything in the machine at the hardware level and it installs everything it needs. It sounds nice, doesn't it? It not that's the farthest thing from reality, because as an operating system is so overbloated with so many processes that have nothing to do with you, the user, the one who's supposedly sitting at the wheel, you know, driving this thing, because that they people don't know how much Microsoft how Microsoft is exploiting the population that they're having your computers do work for them. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised that your own machine is being used in distributed distributed processing, meaning there is a way when the machines, let's say the machine is on and it's idle because I don't know, you're you're having a, a sandwich or you're watching a TV show and you're going to come to the machine later and the machine is on. It's not in sleep mode. It's not in standby mode. You haven't shut it off. It's, it's on and it's not doing anything. Well, they have a way that the machine is actually doing work in the background. Maybe it has nothing to do with you, but what they're doing is they're using your processing power or your machine when your machine is idle, and you're not aware of this because they don't tell you. I do remember. (laughs) I remember quite a few years ago where you could actually opt in to this project and it was i can't remember what it was i don't know if it was an uh you know an astronomy or something where you could opt in and say yes you can use my processing power you yeah. know on on my computer when it's connected to the internet i wouldn't be surprised about that at all um, i found it very risky because it's a, it's a great way to open the door for hackers because especially if you have sensitive information in your machine like anything financials any anything that's you know of a sensitive nature why would i want to open the back door of my my machine for if it were a machine that i use for playing games and it's idle a lot of hours during the day and it's i only play maybe one or two hours a day sure go 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 for it you know use the processing power but machi- machines that will have financial information, uh, legal papers, and oh, no, that's sorry, that's too risky for my taste. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, this was going back probably 15 years because it was certainly way before I came over here in 2010. So, way, way back. Yeah, now they do it without yeah. your permission. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what happens is the in in the Linux uh, and now now it, it, so many years have passed. I bet you it's uh, very very uh, streamlined. But uh, I I did it uh, manually at the time that I did the the install. Uh, it was not streamlined. It was something that you had to execute uh, manually. What it what what it allowed me to learn with Linux is that it would let you mold and shape the operating system to the hardware exactly. So when you were running the machine, the operating system was customized to the hardware that you had in front of you. Whether it was a a laptop or a desktop, it doesn't matter what it was. The thing, everything that was running was customized for that machine. So the operating system fit the machine like a glove. Mm. Instead of having this overbloated behemoth that was running everything under the sun because it didn't know what your machine actually needed. So uh, I, I always, uh, I do it because, well, that's, that was the nature of my work, but I go into the services module and start looking at every item, one after the other. I, I read up on what it's supposed to do. And if it's if it's something that, that my machine neither me nor my machine need to function, it's it's off. So I, in my case, I have a ton of services that are actually switched off because I, why should they be on? It's not they're not doing anything for me. They're not doing anything for my computer. Uh, another maybe, uh, uh, <laughs> maybe, you should, maybe you could provide a list of services you do need, and then we could get rid of all the rest when you yeah. as you've already done the research. <laughs> so it'll it it, it is different machine by machine because like i said uh now because after so many years they did take the time and trouble to streamline that install yes sometimes an item will appear that it doesn't appear on another machine but the majority of the services exist to serve in microsoft because like another when i uh when I just arrived in here in Minnesota and I was doing, I was looking for a job and I got a, a job with a with an outfit in Pennsylvania. So with several technicians from all over the country, we, we met there for training and I got into a conversation with the lady technician and she says, it's, it's amazing how much the Windows operating system is constantly chatting, communicating back and forth with Microsoft, and the machine is not doing nothing. It's just sitting there, but there's all these minute services that are back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So she showed me she had a, a, a proprietary piece of software that would actually go and scan each service, and it was telling you what it was doing, what protocol stack it was trying to access, and what it was grabbing, so by the time she was done, it's like three quarters of all those services were shut off, shut off, not uninstalled, no, because they're so crooked. They purposely write these things so that they're reliant on each other, even if they're not active. And if you if you uninstalled it, sometimes you might get an error message saying, oh, this is missing, or oh, I can't find this. Help, I cannot find this. And well, because yeah, I uninstalled it, obviously. But so in order to keep things happy, shut everything off, but leave it alone. So that the the guy checking for stuff, it's finds, oh, it's there. It's okay. It's, it's there. It, it's just that it's off. 
Uh, but it's what a corrupt corporation. I mean, it, it just. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the top of the pyramid when it comes to corporate corporations. Well, I don't know. Google's pretty high up there, and so is Facebook. Because oh, yeah. uh, Mark Zuckerberg, or begins with F, um, he didn't develop Facebook. It was a CIA system that no, they it, which moved was over. And uh, Nancy did a whole show on the corporation from which Facebook was, not the Facebook name, but the Facebook technology was stolen from a corporation. Uh, Nancy did a whole show on it, uh, the name of the man. Uh, he couldn't believe it. They actually stole his uh, his uh, invention in order to give it to uh, this guy, Zuckerberg. He was the mm. face of this it was leader technology, and it was the president and creator of the technology. And what happened, it was a fascinating story, because what he did was he went, he had a, he had lawyers and, and you know, he's a, this is one of the biggest computer companies in the world. And so they started to try to find out, well, what ha how did Microsoft, or uh, Facebook, how did they get a hold of this? And what they discovered is that during their uh, being open and honest and in in, in in cahoots with the federal government, they had released the patent or the yeah patents to these things to them. They were the ones. It was the CIA gave it to Facebook. So now they're like, what? So they started to look at the CIA. Why do you think you have the right? So this is you know this is this is they they ended up taking that that uh, red the blue pill a red pill, and so they take the red pill and all of a sudden they say oh, the CIA oh, what what well let's look at the CIA and remember they're a powerful company. I'm going to keep the story really short. They go all the way back to a time when in South Africa. The guy that oh gosh it's that oh what's his name, you know when you when you uh, Clinton had one it's a special category of people that go through school under what's his name not Carnegie, oh jeez, Jan, Jan you probably know it, but he was he was a rich dude down in in uh, South Africa, uh, uh, British uh, descent who got together with some other people and they set it set up this scheme to take over power and they were going to do it by a getting control over the media that the media would actually be an arm of what the first thing that they set up which was the intelligent networks this is like in World War 1 I, I think it was before World War 2 but they started to to set up the intelligence organizations that then were controlling the media. And leadership guy, his, his name is uh, Michael McKenna, something like that. I'll, I'll try to... See, I've got... I always... I normally always have that up just because I never wanted to take it down and lose it. It's just an amazing journey that this company took to realize that they, that they had no control. There wasn't anything they could do. They brought a suit against Facebook and won it, but and I think they won it, but they couldn't do anything with it. You know, it's like bizarre. It's like what what you see happening all around is that, you you know, 
they say to Biden, you got to, you know, you, this mandatory thing you're doing is totally wrong. You've got to cease and desist. And, and Biden says, well, screw you. We're going to do it anyway. Do it. I mean, it's the same kind of an attitude that they got with, regarding their patents. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's a bit like that article I was sharing about the fact that, um, you know, the, well, maybe it wasn't that article I shared in the show, but basically saying it doesn't matter how much um, corruption is exposed in this government and in, in the company, you know, the big uh, oligarchies and what have you. Uh, nothing ever happens because the people in charge, um, they control the justice system and everything else. So, yeah, it's um, it's really kind of weird and scary. <laughs> but uh, you, 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 Walt, was there anything else you wanted to say on on that um, subject of the? So, so, are you saying people shouldn't go to the Linux or is, or? You're not making. You're just telling them what you knew back in. No, I, I didn't say don't go on. I just said that if you're going to do it, make sure you get it installed by somebody who knows, uh, because that way the person will customize it correctly. Well, like I said, but I'm taking into account, you know, all the years that have passed. Maybe the new versions of the installation are far more automated. The best ones were like a free BSD. And the other one was Penguin Linux. Those were the, the two versions that I knew. Hey, listen, let's let Jan put it into her old computer, and then she can report back. Yeah, I will do. In in chat, I don't know who said it, but somebody said that the new versions of Linux were much easier to download. You might want to go back and look at that and say... It's Orion. Who was it, hon? Orion. Orion. Or, Orion. Orion. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, yeah, because maybe that he can give you a link to the one that he found that was, you know, just so you'll have it. Orion, put the link in if you can find it. <laughs> what am I talking to you guys for? I can talk to him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because you can't do two things at once. Oh, my gosh. No, no, we know that. No, that's a given fact. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um Okay, so your show again was so phenomenally interesting in that okay. you were discussing the concept of what were they calling it? It's mass hypnosis. Mass form, mass formation. Mass formation. Hmm. It's a very strange name for it, but it's basically it mass uh, mind control. Yeah, mass hypnosis yeah. in effect. Yeah. yeah. And how I thought that was interesting. To, That's why they know, invented the cell phones, so they could easily hypnotize people. <laughs> well, yeah, true. But, I mean, it's interesting to be able to understand the absolute um, illogical behavior of people who, you know, just drink the Kool-Aid, basically, you know? And, you know, you got... <laughs> Who's, oh, it was my friend Kenny, whose property I stay on. He said there was somebody, uh, there was a post that said so-and-so died from COVID, but it could have been worse if he hadn't taken the vaccine. <laughs> I mean, with that kind of logic, you know, it's like, really? <laughs> well, the, I, I've got I've got guests here, right? But 
I'm sitting here and I get a text from um, Lee Brown and she said, did you get the box? And I said, what box? And then she didn't come back. I said, well, maybe I better go to the front and see if a box was delivered. So I go out there and there's no box. I have a shopping cart somebody left in front of my house and I left it out there for like, I don't know, a couple of months. I finally said, well, nobody's claiming it. I'm going to claim it. And so they just dropped the packages over the fence into the, into the you know, the, the cart there. So no, nothing in there. I said, oh, maybe I better, better check the mail. And then I see that the mailman comes up and he's he, he does my my side of the street first, and now he's on across the street, and he goes into Frank's across the street. Now, John <clears throat> is a very personable kind of pushy guy. <laughs> he's nice, but I mean pushy kind of, and a lot of energy. I don't know that I could be around him very long, and so I really didn't want to engage him because I've got company, and you know that at that. So I wait for him to come back into his little cabby thing the mail truck, and he goes up, and he's at the next property. So I figured this is a clear way to get to the mailbox. So I go to the mailbox only to find out that he's put somebody else's mail in my mailbox. And I'm going like, oh, crap. And then I turn around, and he has gone back to Frank's house on on foot. He forgot to give Frank something. So I said, okay. So I walk across the street, and I said, here, you know. And he says, oh, I'm very sorry and everything. I said, and I start back across to, to my property, and I said, uh, did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I'm trying to be friendly, you know. Oh, yeah, but Grandma, and then this, and he starts going off, and he's listing about four people that are dead or dying. And I said, were they vaccinated? I forgot, I forgot where I was and who I was with. I'd been with people that love me and talk the same language, you know? I, I mean, I just forgot who I was talking to. I don't know what he believes, but I don't talk to anybody about this. Not because you don't know what they believe. But here I am in this, and, I, and, and I'm going like, you know, were they vaccinated? And he said, oh, no, it's nothing to do with COVID. I said, no, I've heard that, you know, people who are vaccinated, their immune system is not as strong. Oh, my God. It was Trump's derangement in steroids. I think he was damning me to hell. I didn't say another word to him. I just walked across the, st- the road and kept walking into my property. And he's walking and going, you know, a full house down, screaming and hollering at me. And I don't know what he was screaming and hollering, probably cursing me. And I, I get in there and I'm walking back to the house and I'm going like, God, why did you do that? You set me up. I didn't want to talk to him. I got a thing in my mailbox that I just would have left in the mailbox, except that he came back to Frank's house. And then this happens. Why? And I got the messaging that because you got to tell people, be careful. Yeah. Be careful. Well, this is that. this is worse than Trump derangement. This yeah. because they know the truth. That I believed for, every, for everything that he was yelling at me. He knew the truth. But by yelling me down, you know, it's that hypnot- it's that thing that, you, you know, it's easier to tell so- to scam somebody than to tell them they've been scammed. Yeah. That mentality. So, but be very I mean, careful. I, I, I said before, it's like vaccine derangement syndrome. And <laughs> that's COVID part of it. Derangement yeah. syndrome, yeah. And, you know, they, they cannot admit that all the decisions they've made are completely wrong. That's the thing. You know, and it said, you know, the the uh, I've just closed it, actually, but I'm sharing the links with you at the moment. That's what I'm doing. Um, There's there's this article 
um, that I alluded to, and it's it's the theory of about stupidity and saying that the stupid are the ones that are dangerous because they're in denial of everything, you know. And there are people who supposedly are intelligent, who, um, you know, have held very senior positions, who have just got deranged about the COVID vaccine, the, you know, COVID-19, like totally obsessed with like two masks and the vaccine, the vaccine, you know, it just... It makes no sense, really, that somebody who's supposedly intelligent and has held that kind of position should have lost any ability to think critically and to do research. It's bizarre. But, um, you know, obviously these people are so uh, skilled (laughs) in terms of mind control that they know exactly what to do to create people who have got that uh, men- mentality. As, as it said in the McCola article, it's, it's mindicide or menticide, I think it was. You know, it's attacked your mental c- capability to think logically. So McCola had an article on, on the list vaccine derangement. Well, the one that I was reading today was oh, actually... okay. I had to, I had to do some radio stuff, so I must made I might have left lost it. But can you tell us all again, please? Yeah, because he was doing analysis of um, a podcast. Where are we? And it was why do people willingly uh, give up their freedom, sacrifice their freedom? And I'll just read the because McCullough does like story at a glance. You know, he does a summary at the top. I read the whole article. Um, A psychological condition of society known as mass formation is a condition for totalitarianism. Under mass formation, a population willingly sacrifices their freedom. The central condition for mass formation to occur is a lack of societal bonding. In other words, social isolation on a mass scale, which is precisely what the lockdowns were all about, But even before the pandemic, social isolation was at a historical high, which actually goes back to what um, Walt was saying about people have isolated themselves because they've focused solely in many cases on social media. You know, it's all it's all um, remote stuff, remote interaction. The second condition is that a majority of people must experience life as meaningless and purposeless. The third condition is widespread free-floating anxiety and free-floating discontent. This refers to discontent and anxiety that have no apparent or distinct causes. The fourth condition is free-floating frustration and aggression, which tends to naturally follow the previous three. Here again, the frustration and aggression have no discernible cause. Once these four conditions are widespread, mass formation can occur, which allows for totalitarianism to rise and thrive. A key strategy to break mass formation and prevent totalitarianism is for dissenters to join together as one large group, thereby giving fence-sitters 
who are not yet fully hypnotized an alternative to going along with the totalitarians. Another is to loudly speak out against the totalitarian regime, as this is how atrocities are limited. And basically what he goes into in the article is, um, you know, the people, um, the guy in here, it's a guy called Matthias Desmet, professor of clinical psychology at Ghent University in Belgium. And it's an Aubrey Marcus podcast interview. But he was basically saying that the people that have been brainwashed into believing all this are actually in a minority. There's like typically 30 percent who are buying into all this. And there's a 30 percent that don't believe any of it because they've done the research they're you know independent thinkers etc but there's a bigger proportion of 40 percent who are on the fence and who are only going on with the narrative because they don't want to you know kind of be outside of the tribe if you like you know they're going along with it because they want to belong which is you know psychology so so you would say that burglarizing department stores like it's becoming a trend now it's actually a symptom not a not a problem yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> so um but what not he was because saying first is... it was the nordstrom now it's a best buy and there's another oh two best buys here in minnesota so <laughs> and an, an apple store they got away with 20 grand's worth of apple kit as well it's very Mm. interesting but anyway you know he was saying we have to speak out we have to keep you know we have to band together which we do in a way we have to keep speaking loudly about the truth and that you know the people that are on the fence may well then move over to the side that is saying no this is total bullshit you know this is this is not true well the the wrench let me finish, let okay, me say something ahead. to Jen. The, I think the wrench in the works to all this mentality and all these philosophies that the cabal had was they never thought ascension was going to happen so fast because they plan to deploy these things like ten years into the future, and that's why they're mm-hmm. they're they're mucking it up and they're doing everything in a rush. And when you do things in a rush, you screw up at every turn. Which is what we're seeing. Things yeah, are blowing absolutely. up in your face. Yep. They, well, let, they never let, thought. Let me give you an example of that, okay? Because it, it bothered me. Well, let's face it. This is my mailman. Am I going to get my mail? If he thinks I'm <laughs> some kind of a, you know, dirty criminal, I don't know what he thought. I, what, but, you know, so I'm going like, oh, you know, I mean, I'm a little paranoid. I admit to it, okay? Oh, am I going to get my mail? And so then I'm I'm like, you know, okay. Let's look at this again, guys. Um, okay, so you wanted me to tell people, not a bad idea here, but I said I don't want to. I, I want. I want. I don't want him to think about me because I don't want him to keep continue this hate thing, you know, and, and screaming about me. And they and they're like, well, no, that's a good thing. And I said that he's telling people about this crazy person that thinks that the vaccinations are killing people, and it was just like, yes. Because he's going to be so angry at me that anybody that will listen to him, he's going to tell them about me, okay? That somebody, he probably won't name me, who knows, but if he does, you know, that that they believe that the vaccinations are killing people. 
well, maybe those people he's yelling at, maybe they think it could be true too. And maybe that's how my voice gets taken around because somebody is so mad at me that they keep telling the truth, even though they think they're not. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, let's not underestimate. Do you know what she said? She yeah. said this. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and the person's going like, oh my God, it must be true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Absolutely. I mean, sometimes, you know, I'll, I think you tend to know when they're a lost cause or not. <laughs> but, um, you know, even supposed people with medical knowledge. <laughs> oh, God, the owner of the RV park where I live in the in the summer, you know, he's he's linked to first responders and all the rest of it. And he says he was a, you know, EMT re- responder, blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> we were having... Uh, he was down here, and we were having dinner, and, and I start. I can't remember the conversation. I started saying, "Well, of course, the PCR test," and he just put his hand up. He said, "Don't even start," because <laughs> I was going to say, "Yeah, but the PCR tests don't work." You know, you give false positives. They can't test for anything, and they use forty plus cycles. Did he want to know? No. So, well, you know, just, did you did you did you catch the show where I played the? It was probably the five G show, I think. I played a very short um, video that was posted on Facebook from, uh, I think her name was Colleen. I'm not sure what her name was, but she's an American in Brazil, and she was in her car in an undisclosed location, and she had. Avail and she was in a medical profession, like she had, you know, RN plus a lot of other, you know, certifications. And she's in the car, and she's got, I think it was three different uh, swabs, you know, for the testing, the nose swabs. Mm-hmm. And she's holding them up, showing, you know, and she says, "Okay, you see what this says on there?" And it said something like coded, and it gives this huge chemical name. She says. Look at that name. Very, very... Okay, you got that name? All right, now let's look up and see what this stuff is. And she went to the... Um, oh, uh, MSDs, what are they? Material Specification Data Sheets that tell about, you know, the dangers. It's an OSHA uh, program. And she starts reading what's in this thing. And the damn stuff is cancerogenic. And you're putting mm. it up your nose to the blood-brain barrier. Now, yep. how, and it's every, th- all three of them, it was, it was on there. Made in China with this, you know, and, and, and you're, you know, a doctor's going to look, look at this and say, gee, let me see what that is. Look it up in the book. I mean, in the, in the spec sheets and go, oh my God, that's, a, would they, would they tell their patients to take this? It's like, again, it comes down to, to knowledge and information. These people only do what they're told to do. They don't look beyond. Oh, I know everything about everything because I'm reading the scientific papers. You're reading propaganda, and you don't know it because it's the only thing you're reading. You won't accept, like you're, you, you know, like Kenny. You won't accept an alternative story. It's and and, mm. and you know why? Why you know Dolly asked why? Why do we not fall for this stuff? Well, probably because. From just a practical sense, you know, it's like we are human beings who, by the nature of who we are, you know, are much more grounded, 
much more aware of who we are. You know, question ourselves, question our actions, look for the better way of getting through life, you know, and all of the the things that make a person a real viable person instead of these people that just look in their phones and listen to the television, wrong station, and, you know, look at look at life in terms of how other people are seeing it. Well, I think also, I think we've separated ourselves from the matrix. You know, it's like when I had my awakening, this is going back to like 2015, maybe 2014. And I was being, I was suddenly, um, after my dark night of the soul, <laughs> you know, starting to question things. And, you know, I've, I've said particularly the point that came over here, which was not only like a, a physical move, it was almost like a philosophical move from the old country over here, where I was completely separated from, from everything I'd done before. And it was like living in a different dimension, you know? It, I was totally separated from all the stuff that I'd lived with for 54, 55 years, you know, in terms of corporate and, you know, watching the news and the, you know, consumerism and all of that stuff just went. So I've not got any um, vested interest in that system you know, I, I, there's no way I would take another corporate job. In fact, apart from helping out in the office at the at the RV park in the summer, everything else I do is as a self-employed person. Would I even consider getting a job these days? No, because the chances are they're going to force me into a, a expletive vaccine or testing. I, I would never take a test exactly because of the reason you said. And there are there are people that have said they're all they also use it to implant a chip. And and these days chips can be so microscopic, you wouldn't even know it was in there. Um, and you know, as Dolly was recounting with Russell, wasn't it Dolly who had that test and they shoved it right to the back of his throat. I mean, oh my gosh, yes. he jabbed it. He yeah. still feels that in the back of his throat. Yeah, bless him. Yeah, I mean, it's it is, uh, uh, and you know, there's very little said in a lot of the articles about the mandates. The fact that what is being jabbed into people. The shots are still the ones under emergency use authorization. They had this sham of a, an approval thing for the Pfizer community vaccine. But isn't it interesting that they can produce millions of vials of the emergency use authorization version and countless uh, capsules of this supposed oral thing but they can't actually get any of the approved community vaccine um supplied and why is that because they lose their immunity because they're completely immune from 
any lawsuit whatsoever in terms of injuries if it's under emergency use authorization. So, you know, these mandates are absolutely illegal because it's experimental. But, of course, you know, the Biden administration used the sham approval to be the justification for introducing the mandates, even though um, they cannot be legally mandated. But all these doctors are still going ahead with it. They are preventing people from, uh, you know, uh, reporting the adverse events. People are being gaslighted. They're being told, no, 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 it's nothing to do with the vaccine. These people have committed crimes against humanity, according to the Nuremberg Code, because they have knowingly injected people with a shot that is a killer or a serious disabler. You cannot say I was just following orders. That's what happened in Nuremberg. Well, We're gonna... they said it in the news when the when the anchorman says, "Oh, there are less people willing to be euthanized. I mean, vaccinated." Yes, I I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> says it all. Yeah, truth in in advertising. <laughs> the Freudian slip. Yeah, like that lady who analyzes uh, uh, speech in reverse, um, because in, in speech in reverse, uh, the subconscious is, is unable to tell a lie. So when she listens to the recording in reverse, you you can make out, even though the the language sounds reversed, but you can actually make out words where they're actually saying the truth. And it's very, very revealing. Yeah. Because I actually interviewed somebody, oh, gosh, it's going back probably three years now, a guy who um, um, he was teaching and doing this reverse speech thing. Really interesting. He actually kind of disappeared off the the radar, interestingly. But, uh, yeah, very interesting. And what I'd like to do after the break is actually read this article I didn't get time for um, on the show, which is about how, um, you know, stupidity is so dangerous. So maybe I can do that after we've had the break. Well, that sounds really good. So we could take the break right now. Mm. And... This is uh, my newest favorite song, and somebody in chat set put the link. I don't know who it was because I got so into the song and then recording it that I forgot to look back to see who it was. But it's Billy <laughs> Billy Falcon's newest one, "All I Want for Christmas." So it's three three and a half minutes. We'll be right back. And welcome back from the Say What Show. It's November 27th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Jan Shaw. Uh, Jan, well, I, I, are you guys back? Yep. <laughs> I should check in and make sure you're here with me. I remember to mute this time. <laughs> <laughs> and how about Walt? Walt, you're here, right? I'm yeah. muted. I'm not supposed to. You're not supposed to hear that. that okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> And Dolly, you're back, yes? Yep. yep. All I want for Christmas 
It's my president back. <laughs> I'm with you there. And Roosevelt left, or he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're nasty. Besides which, that's not true. Roosevelt was dead before we were born. So there you oh, go. He's, he's, he's alive on the other side, I take it, unless he came back. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, um, Jan, you wanted to read something for us. Yeah, this looks like I've only just come across this site today, and I can't even remember where I found it. Probably on Twitter or something like that. And the website is SproutsSchools.com. It looks like it has some interesting uh, articles on here. Anyway, um, there is a video, and the article is called Bonhoeffer's Theory of Stupidity, and it was published October 19th, 2021. Dietrich Bonhoeffer argued that stupid people are more dangerous than evil ones. This is because while we can protest against, a, against or fight evil people, Against stupid ones, we are defenseless. Reasons fall on deaf ears. Bonhoeffer's famous text, which we slightly edited for this video, serves any free society as a warning of what can happen when certain people gain too much power. Uh, one of the best, most important, most useful videos ever published. The full story. In the darkest chapter of German history during a time when incited mobs threw stones into the windows of innocent shop owners and women and children were cruelly humiliated in the open. Does that sound like the Kenosha riots? It does rather. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a young pastor, began to speak publicly against the atrocities. After years of trying to change people's minds, Bonhoeffer came home one evening and his own father had to tell him that two men were waiting in his room to take him away. In prison, Bonhoeffer began to reflect on how his country of poets and thinkers had turned into a collective of cowards, crooks and criminals. Eventually, he concluded that the root of the problem was not malice, but stupidity. Bonhoeffer's Letters from Prison in his famous letters from prison, Bonhoeffer argued that stupidity is more dangerous, is a more dangerous enemy of the good than malice, because while one may protest against evil, it can be exposed and prevented by the use of force. Against stupidity, we are defenseless. Neither protests nor the use of force accomplish anything. Reasons fall on deaf ears. Facts, facts that contradict a stupid person's prejudgment simply need not be believed. And when they are irrefutable, they are just pushed aside as inconsequential, as incidental. In all this, the stupid person is self-satisfied and being easily irritated or triggered, as I would say, becomes dangerous by going on the attack. For that reason, greater caution is called for when dealing with a stupid person than with a malicious one. If you want to know how to get the better of stupidity, we must seek to understand its nature. This much is certain. Stupidity is, in essence, 
not an intellectual defect, but a moral one. There are human beings who are remarkably agile intellectually, yet stupid, and others who are intellectually dull, yet anything but stupid. The impression one gains is not so much that stupidity is a congenital defect, but that under certain circumstances, people are made stupid or rather they allow this to happen to them. People who live in solitude manifest this defect less frequently than individuals in groups. And so it would seem that stupidity is perhaps less a psychological than a sociological problem. It becomes apparent that every strong upsurge of power, be it of political or religious nature, infects a large part of humankind with stupidity, almost as if this is a sociological, psychological law where the power of the one needs the stupidity of the other. The process at work here is not that particular human capacities, such as intellect, suddenly fail. Instead, it seems that Their inner independence and more or less consciousness. Your voice went away. Can you repeat what you said? You you got quiet all of a sudden. Your voice disappeared. Oh really? Oh, what mm -hmm. was the last thing I said? Can you remember? Uh, you were about to say uh, the thing about uh, um, this, the you were comparing the sorry the the go, stupid. Go back with, two sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll go back to here. People who live in solitude manifest this defect less frequently than individuals in groups. And so it would and so it would seem that stupidity is perhaps less a psychological than a sociological problem. It becomes apparent that every strong upsurge of power, be it of a political or religious nature, infects a large part of humankind with stupidity. Almost as if this is a sociological, psychological law where the power of the one needs the stupidity of the other. The process at work here is not that particular human capacities, such as intellect, suddenly fail. Instead, it seems that under the overwhelming impact of rising power, humans are deprived of their inner independence and more or less consciously give up an autonomous position. The fact that the stupid person is often stubborn must not blind us from the fact that he is not independent. In conversation with him, one virtually feels that one is dealing not at all with him as a person, but with slogans, catchwords and the like that have taken possession of him. He's under a spell, blinded, misused and is abused in his very being. Having thus become a mindless tool, the stupid person will also be capable of any evil, incapable of seeing that it is evil. Only an act of liberation, not instruction, can overcome stupidity. Here we must come to terms with the fact that in most cases, a genuine internal liberation becomes possible only when external liberation has preceded it. Until then, we must abandon all attempts to convince the stupid person. Bonhoeffer died due to his involvement in a plot against Adolf Hitler at dawn 
on 9th of April 1945 at Flossenburg concentration camp, just two weeks before soldiers from the United States liberated the camp. Action springs not from thought, but from a readiness for responsibility. The ultimate test of a moral society is the kind of world that it leads leads to its children, Bonhoeffer once said. And it's got some links in there as well. But, you know, if you think about it, you know, we talk well, about the you're third. reading you're reading something that sorry to interrupt, but I need to, I needed to interrupt you because uh, you're reading something that somebody wrote. Yes, I actually had the privilege of witnessing that firsthand because like uh, the household where my mother grew up, free thinking was not only forbidden, it was physically punished. If you dared show any any mental freedom, you had to you had to do and believe whatever was being told to you by the grown-ups. So if that's not Nazi Germany, I don't know what is. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, you are you stupid? No, no, you're not stupid because nobody is born stupid, but you are forced to be in order to be uh, accepted into the herd. And that's so the issue because it yeah. goes back to that other um, uh, article that I shared on the on my show about you know the the fence sitters that don't necessarily believe what the um, you know the people that swallow all the lies believe, but they just want to be accepted in the herd. They don't want to stand outside of the accepted or what seems to be the majority view. And of course, the mainstream media is trying to promulgate that the majority view is that COVID nineteen exists and vaccination is vaccines are safe and effective. And in fact, on on McCola, there was another article, and this was um, part of a transcript of Cheryl Atkinson, who used to be a reporter on some of the mainstream media, who basically left. And she's done um, a lot of uh, TED Talks and things about, you know, the nature of the media and everything. And basically, you know, saying the same thing about how, how um, big tech and the media and everything are pushing out the 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 propaganda, the talking points, to convince people that um, you know what's being said is true. <laughs> I mean, I you know I go through Twitter a lot. There was there was a thread talking about um, vaccine injuries, and this guy responds in the thread and said. Yeah, but if this was true, it'd be on it'd be on on the news, on the mainstream yeah. media, and it's like, uh, do you not realise that they're part of pushing this agenda? Of course, they're not going to be on the news. And of course, you know, it was interesting. I was reading that the US and New Zealand are the only countries that allow direct advertising of pharmaceuticals to the consumer. I mean, it's unbelievable that, you know, ask your doctor about such and such. And here's the great long list of side effects, one of which is death. Oh, well, yes, I've got this condition and I really need that drug. So come on, prescribe it to me. And of course, the the media companies are getting probably billions of dollars 
in ad revenue from the pharmaceutical companies. You've got these programs. And why do they call them programs? Because they're programming you, you know, uh, uh, sponsored by Pfizer all over them. Do you think they're going to start to put out any news that is detrimental to the Pfizer uh, agenda? They're not going to say Pfizer vaccines will kill you. I think that's the thing that drives so many people to shutting their ears because – when you start putting together all these pieces, you force people to stand up, look around you, and what you thought was real, whatever you thought your reality was, whatever you thought your reality was made of, it isn't. So here you're looking at one little tiny thing, medicine, right? One little, one little tiny thing. Now let's take a look at everything else. Your schools, your library, your uh, police buildings, your government buildings, your like banks. You look down an avenue of any major city, and every every building, use every office, every store, everything has been designed to control you and rule you by uh, uh, this elite group of invisible characters. So you try to get somebody to see that for what it is and accept it. Oh, very, very. I mean, that's that's enough to give anybody a heart attack. Mm. When you when you look around you and you realize that what passes for your reality in quotes is anything but real. It's all made up and it's all meant to control you. It's uh, what can I say? It's uh, a. That's Farm with rash. cattle without any fences. There's no fences. There's no barbed wires. Everything's nice and open. But you're just, you're just the cow. You're just the cow in this very big farm. Yeah, and you you stay within the boundaries even when there's no fence. And it, it literally is yeah. truth hurts because they don't want to, you know, suffer the realization that everything they've been told is a lie. Because in effect, it means they're living a lie. But the that's the the part that's missing is the uh, enough presence of presence of mind to realize. Okay, now you now you can choose what you want. Does it mean that you have to do some work? Of course, you have to do some work because you have to, like for example, education. Uh, more and more, uh, I, I forget the percentage now. How how many people are homeschooling their kids because they're, it's they're realizing that uh, their their schools what passes for a school is a just a, a concentration camp and for example Janine was doing the tarot cards and somebody had a question from Cyprus you know the the island off of the coast of uh, mm-hmm. Greece yeah. um, and the problem they have. Uh, some new law is has been passed where it's illegal to homeschool your kids. You are threatened with three years incarceration if they catch you homeschooling your kids. And so she she does the the carrot the the tarot to find out what is this, what is this, and according to what she's getting, is it they want people to wake up and oppose this. 
you know, make it so bad that people say, okay, enough of this. We're not, we're not doing this thing anymore. Because that's because what are they going to do? Put the population in jail because everyone wants to educate their child. They can't. So well, yeah, and it's it's like over here with so many parents standing up to the school boards. I mean, there were two women arrested in Georgia. I can't remember what, what county it was um, when they turned up to a school board meeting because. You know, one had been protesting against the mask mandates and was told, you know, you can't come to another school board meeting. And another woman who was, you know, um, trying to take her cell phone to give to the woman's husband, um, apparently they had, had installed these metal detectors. I mean, this is a, I mean, excuse my expletive, but expletive school board um they put these metal detectors in and she had a pair of kindergarten scissors used for crocheting in her purse handbag as i would say and um they ended up arresting her as well it's like my god this is worse than nazi germany for god's sake i mean it's unbelievable of course you know the DOJ and, and the FBI, these, you know, any parent that starts to protest about the content of the education that the kids are, that are being forced on the kids are domestic terrorists. This has oh, got the, to wake that, people up. You see the, the joke? The guy who mowed down all those people with the car? He, uh-huh. he, declared, him, he declared in the cameras, I'm a terrorist. And yet the media brushed it aside. Oh, he's not a terrorist. What? Oh, yeah. He's actually declaring it and you're like, you're, you're denying it. So you can see how compromised and how corrupt the media is. If so, if people can't see it, I mean, they're just beyond stupid. Well, I have to say, uh, when after that, I mean, I covered that at the beginning of the show. Um, after that incident, the massacre, as I call it, you know, the mainstream media calls it a crash. <laughs> um, <laughs> there were people on Twitter that was one woman was saying, well, I hope the people that were mowed down were unvaccinated because, you know, they shouldn't be unvaccinated. And, blah, and I'm thinking, are you insane? <laughs> are, are you a demon in human form? Because how can you say these people have just lost all reason? It's like they're soulless. And maybe yeah. they've had the vaccine and, you know, we know that the yeah. vaccine separates yeah, them the, from their higher self. They're, they're dis- disconnected. It's, it's just the, uh, it's just the uh, what do you call it, animal instinct. That's all it is. So yeah. don't 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 expect any deep thoughts from such an individual. No, and um, there was a, an article I saw today. Um, I decided not to share it on the show because it was very very kind of dark and negative. Basically, talking about all these vaccinated people that are going to be dead within you know a year maybe if that long, and. Um, because of what they've allowed into their body, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, there's still the cognitive dissonance that 
has to give that self uh, confirmation that they've done the right thing, you know, and anybody else who doesn't do the same as you has to be shamed and excluded. It's a bit like the scarlet letter, you know, has to be shamed, has to be shunned. And um, it, it's just these people are just falling for the narrative. And, you know, going back to the stupidity thing and the other article, you've got 13 families at the top and all they have to do is put out the programming of what it is that they want people to buy into. And then all the stupid people who buy into it are the masses. So, you know, it's like the pyramid effect again. They're at the top pushing down the narrative and all the sheep are bleating the same message. Get vaccinated. Oh, now you need 10 boosters. Oh, now we've got this variant which is the anagram for moronic, which is what the people are who fall for it, you know. <laughs> it's like, really? Oh, you know. Unbelievable. How about some input for Nancy or Dolly here? We seem to have dominated the conversation again, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly, um... What are you thinking? What are you hearing? Have you heard anything? Have you been too busy out there Christmas shopping? Are you muted? <laughs> Christmas shopping. I, I don't think we're exchanging gifts again this year. Uh, we just enjoy each other's company. We do what Christmas is meant for, love. Um, but anyway, I was trying to catch up on Real raw news. And I see they got George W. They got him this morning early. Uh, they lost one of the stormtroopers in, in that. And, of course, one or two of his guys uh, were killed. I, I'm not sure on that number because they weren't sure. Um, I thought you'd I thought you'd uh, confirmed that this was fake. Well, no, it's I not thought fake. I had two, and then Walt came. What happened is the what they're doing is they're things that had that happened maybe one or two years ago. They're showing it like it's recent, and they're exaggerating some factors. But like uh, Janine said. This this website is not for just the average Joe. This is for truth, the people that are awake and are wanting to know the truth. So what, what they're doing, they're purposely showing the news in an exaggerated form and also out of sequence in time because they're showing things that have happened a year ago or two years ago, like it's happening now. And they're doing it that way to inform the truthers. But if you show this to a regular person, they say, oh, no, this is fake. Because this doesn't make sense, or this, or this, it's not for everybody. It's not well, for I, the. I, I'm not a regular person, and I read mm -hmm. some of the stuff, and I just got red flag, red flag, just from some of the language, some of the energy. It's like, no, I don't buy, I don't buy this. So, and as you know, I'm not a regular person, but that was what mm -hmm. I got, you know. 
Well, uh, Dolly can double check with her posse. I mean, that's the last word. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's all about, you know, personal discernment, whatever. I felt that, I felt that, um, that whoever was writing it was telling truths, but mucking with it from the get-go. I, I felt there was truth in it and that it was definitely being uh, put out there for a very select group of people. So, at the same time, I wasn't sure who those people were or for what reason this guy was doing it. And then Janine said that, you know, what Walt just explained, she said. So then Dolly decided, well, you know, maybe we should look at it again. So that's why she reported on it. But um, to me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, somebody in chat has said, uh, throw Maz. I don't know who that is. Jordan Sather, and I'm not sure I'm 100% behind him, actually. Research real raw news and basically confirm that the creators made the site to mock Trumpers for their gullibility. Well, the, well, the, the headlines the headlines today is true because I have heard it from other sources where Fauci wants everybody to get four shots. So that's not made up. He's, so was, was that on real raw news? <laughs> Well, no, maybe some of it yeah, is it taken is. from... Yes, it is. It's the ones about the, you know, the trials and the executions that I'm not buying into at this point because I'm not... I just have this feeling that it's not genuine. I do. So, well, isn't, just... isn't that the best way to the best way to hide the truth? How is it that we present our show that it's for entertainment purposes only? Because what happens if we say this is the absolute truth? We're going to be in some serious trouble. So they're following the same the same technique. If they are saying that it's not news, it's a, the best way to hide real news. And and the thing it it's so funny. <laughs> We have this. We're having this conversation where real news has to be hidden as fake news. Meanwhile, the newspaper and the media is giving us what fake news? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> yeah, but all I'm saying is that you know I use discernment with everything. It's like what I said in the in my show mm. when I read the story about this Waukesha massacre. I just got this in my head. Remember that, and somebody else on Twitter or something put something similar after I'd thought this, is that people can be controlled and um, cars can be controlled. And so in the report that I put out there of the actual court document, it was like this person was totally um, not present at all. So, you know, it was a terrible thing. 
the mainstream media don't want to report it because it goes against the agenda of uh, white supremacy and everything because it's a black guy mowing down a parade with mainly white people. Um, but I just got, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was some external force that's controlled the car and and done a mind control. Now, no idea why that should come into my head, but it did. And other things come into my head, which turn out to be true. So it's it's... It's just me saying, in in my personal opinion, this was the the feeling that I got when I read all, you know, and I'd read several of the Real Raw News things, like, you know, several months ago, and it just had an energy of not not real, not real. It was like almost a wishful thinking. So... I don't know whether it's true or not. Maybe all will be revealed, but I tend to go with how I feel about something, which is why I wouldn't share those articles on my radio show. But if other people choose to believe that, then that's fine. I'm just explaining. And, you know, Dolly did say some time ago, well, I've I've discovered it's not real. So that was why I was surprised that she was talking about it, having already said that you know she'd looked she'd had various sources say no it's not it's not true that's all and we believed that until janine came along and we listened to janine now because she's more interesting (laughs) (laughs) makes for better radio (laughs) you know it's all storytelling i keep saying that but that's all it is is storytelling well she did uh she actually uh the, the the cards on this fellow that mowed down the people, and uh, he he's programmed ever since he was a child. Well, so interesting because that's what I that's what I felt. He was under MK Ultra control or something yeah, yeah. like that. In fact, yeah. she even used she even used those words. She he she says he's like an MK subject, MK Ultra subject. Well, I'm glad to hear that that view of mine has been vindicated. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's it's uh, that's more and more as we're beginning to agree because we we're we're sharing our feelings and our observations on this, and we're finding such levels of commonality. uh, It's too much to be an accident, and there's no such. And like Nancy says, there's no such thing as coincidence. So. Absolutely. Just a way for the divine to remain anonymous. <laughs> uh, so what else did she say about that situation? Walt? No, that, that's what that's what she said, that he's like uh, he's like a program individual. But that's who what, programmed that's what he her? Was... Did she get into who programmed her or why what was the situation was there any more in- information or that was well, it uh, she did she did no she did say that the uh the like when she she said about the uh the father of this kid uh, rittenhouse he's he's his father is in it because he says that the uh, the kid was uh, ever since he he was very little he's been programmed and the same goes for this black guy the the family is in on it so I guess they're like cabal families or families that are paid off to allow their kids to be used. I don't know. I don't know that much in depth of the 
the atrocities the cabal does it's too depressing well that's interesting because you know Rittenhouse in his interview with Tucker laid into Lynn Wood and Wendy Rogers you know the Arizona senator whatever who's very much you know pushing for Arizona to decertify she's saying oh no Lynn Wood's a good guy you know but Rittenhouse was saying that uh Linwood and his um lawyer at the time a guy named Pierce had been fundraising all this money you know to pay his bail bond and everything else and they had you know, withheld it and kept him in jail. Uh, you know, he could have been out in September and he didn't get out till November and blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking this, hang on a minute. You know, I'm getting a feeling that this ain't right. You know, there's something going on here with this guy, this young man who came across as, you know, very... Um, solid and, you know, with, you know, moral values and everything else. And there's something about, and I didn't watch, disclaimer, I didn't watch the whole Tucker Carlson interview with him. I saw certain extracts and clips from it. But there was something about the way he was putting stuff out there in the interview that didn't feel right to me. So, okay, let me let me ask you this. All right. Did you hear this segment where he explained about um, how he didn't have any water? No, I didn't. Okay, All right. Um, First off, I want to back up for a minute because the lawyer that was the one that got him off. okay, because he was he was obviously innocent. But the lawyer that arranged for that to happen was doing a press conference after, right after the, the verdict. And the question, many questions, but one question was, what do you think was the most important part of that, that made, made everything come together for you? You know, what was, what was it? And he said, getting rid of the first two lawyers. Okay, so you've got, an outsider, yes, he stepped in, okay, but he's for everything that I saw about the, and I watched the entire proceedings. A little bit I lost once in a while, but most of it I watched. And so I was like, Lynn, okay, what, what's this about? But I had reservations about him anyway. So it just, oh, okay, maybe, maybe uh, he's a little bit too fervent and too much of a crusader, and it's making some mistakes let's put it that way um but when he w- when when Kyle Rittenhouse was talking about his incarceration and why he was really felt betrayed and at a very very uh visceral way that you saw displayed when he started talking about them was because he was kept in jail with them telling him that he was safer there and yet, he and he said that the the accommodations were like a a cheap motel room, and that he had a bed, and but he was solid, 
you know, when he, by himself. He had a bed and he had a bathroom, a, a private bathroom, and but he had no water. Now, this is, I, I questioned this because this I found to be very interesting. He, and so Tucker said, well, did you tell anybody about it? That you didn't have any water? And he didn't have any water for like, I don't know, from the, what was it? It was months, many, many months, three or four months that he was in this place. He didn't have any water. For all that time, he never took a shower. Okay, to the point, and, and it was like so bizarre, you're going like, why didn't you tell somebody? And he said, and, and Tucker asked him, why, why, did you tell your lawyer? Did you tell anybody? And he said, no, he said, I didn't want anybody to see me. I didn't want anybody to, you know, I, I didn't want to make waves. And you could see this real intense fear in him. And so he he was under a tremendous amount of fear. He was He actually was very sick by the time he got out. And what he said was about the, when he when he was talking about the lawyers, I already knew I'd already heard that part of it, and I'm going like, well, I can understand why he's kind of riled up about these guys, because he gets out and he finds out that there was more than enough money to get him out of jail, and he was in his mind, you know, in a tortured environment for all that time. So yeah, I think he does have a lot of resentment. And I don't know why they left him in jail. No, and you know, I, I am, let's say, viewing Linwood with a certain, uh, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, oh, it escapes me for the moment. Anyway, with um, <laughs> come on, brain. I'm, I'm uh, objectivity. <laughs> Well, skepticism. That's skepticism. the word I wanted. Skepticism. Yeah. You know, it's like question everything. So it's interesting. I mean, supposedly, and I haven't had a chance to go on Telegram. He's on Telegram and supposedly he's put all out, all these arguments out that says, you know, this isn't true, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he has been pretty way out there in terms of what he's been putting out into the, uh, you know, the the news sphere, let's put it that way. So I don't know, you know, I'm still on Kyle's side, you know, go after Biden, for goodness sake, for, you know, accusing you of white supremacy. I was reading an article today. I can't remember which publication it was. Um, it was going through. It was a list of universities and colleges that were providing safe spaces and counselling for for these snowflakes that were triggered by the uh, acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse, and it was still talking about white supremacy and racism. And don't these people read the news that says it was a white guy defending himself against white guys? <laughs> but you see, these people are lazy. They don't do the research. You know, it's like the people that think the vaccine is safe and effective. They're lazy. They don't do the research. They just say, oh, yes, this is, you know, this is the... Um, you know, the narrative, so it must be true. If that's from the news, it must be true. 
And let me uh, let me jump in here for a second because mm -hmm. I saw a clip that was just absolutely showed what crazy what stupid is. Okay, this um, news person went up to these kids. Okay, different college kids, and the question to them was, "Do you believe in equality?" Yes, yes, I believe in equality. Yes, yes, and why? Um, well, because you should all be equal. That type of dumb, you know, not being able to answer articulately a question. And so they all agree, yes, oh yes, this is a good thing. So then she comes back with a second question. Do you believe that you should have equality on your football team? And they started looking at each other and going like, uh... And she said, "Let me make this make make this e easy for you." And she puts up this this picture of all these, you know, football player heads type of things, and it says, "If it was equality, and there were all these white people, all right, plus black people, but it equality, right?" And she said, "This is what your team looks like now." And there's like three white people, and the rest of them are black, you know. And they're looking at this, and they're going like. Uh, well, no, when you have sports, it should be based on your skill, <laughs> you know? It was like, it was such a, don't you see, <laughs> you know, you know, and they couldn't, and, you know, the who, I think it might have been a Gutfeld segment, but the, the people started talking to each other, and they're going like, did they actually understand the paradigm of what they were had put themselves into? You know, it's like, if if it's one way this way, why isn't it both you know the same? It's like they can't think outside of the rhetoric that they've been taught to say. It was exactly, and of course, yeah. And then you've got not. It's not about equality. It's about equity. It's about equality of outcome. So if you've got equality of outcome, and you've got a football team. <laughs> or a, a baseball team, or a, um, a basketball team, uh, equality of outcome means they both have to win. <laughs> you can't have a loser. Equity of outcome is they both got to win. They both got to have an equal outcome. Ho, hello. <laughs> and what they're proposing is that nobody wins. It's mm. a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's It's... Again, stupidity, and I love that, you know, explanation of it. It is kind of, well, it's very dangerous. But, like... I mean, I've always been very anti-pro-discrimination. Um, so I will not support... Um, we've got we've to uh, appoint more women. We've got to appoint more blacks. We've got to appoint, uh, appoint more browns, whatever. No, you need to appoint people who have the right skills for the job, no matter what color, sex, whatever gender they are. You well, know? What, what, you it, what you have to do is you have to be able to get those various other groups of people that maybe don't have the same opportunities you know, you've got to be able to facilitate an equality in the playing field. Here, you all have the same, uh, you know, here it is. You've got the same textbooks. You can do whatever you want here, you know, in your own environment. But you're all starting out the same. Cause, and that's what the problem is. Is like the, the, we've, got the, we've got 
the black community are in areas where they've got a lot of problems, but we're not addressing the problems there. Well, why don't we go because, in there? You know, it's it's like because they want to keep these things in this situation. Exactly. They don't. They don't want to change the bad. They want to get rid of the good. Yeah, and it's like where, you know, these universities discriminate against certain ethnicities. You know, they're trying to put in a quota. You know, the Asians and and in the in the UK uh, interpretation of Asians, it's generally Indian, Pakistani. Uh, um, you know, the the Chinese that over here they call Asians are Orientals. So it's a different set. The the certainly the Indians and I would say also the Pakistanis, they have always been very, very focused on high achievement. In the UK, so many of them became doctors, you know, very successful. They worked damn hard, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But then you get these universities that say, oh, no, we can't have all those Asians in, you know, despite the merits of that individual student, it was all done on quotas. And, And that is just wrong. You know, why put somebody in there because of the color of their skin or the gender they were born in just to satisfy a quota when there are far more um suitable candidates that are turned away if that what isn't that, injustice what does I don't that know tell you about is. the organization what does that tell you exactly are they really invested in educating and forming no. human beings no they're not absolutely but not another another structure created by the cabal nothing to do with humanity is their plan whatever whatever that plan was however twisted it was Somebody said to me one time, they said, if you want to know how to be the best at anything, find out who's the best, study them, find out why they're the best, and then improve on it. And that's all anybody should go through life looking to do. If you want to be the best, you shouldn't get there because your dad had a lot of money or because you're being favored by a group of people that are honestly racist and they're not white racist. And so you you go into that kind of category that, okay, I'm in competition with everybody, but somebody's always going to do better than me. Let me just study them, find out what it is they're doing, and then figure out how I can improve on that, and I'll be on the top. You know, that's we just have to be able to level that playing field so that everybody's got the same start. And then it falls out, uh, whoever wins, wins. You know, I don't, this concept that we, I mean, I don't have any kind of bigotry. I mean, I, I grew up in a white society and didn't know, we weren't taught to hate blacks. There weren't anybody around to hate. They were all looked the same, you know. And so, it's, and, and, and then the odd thing is, is that if, okay, so I don't have it. I wasn't brought up with it because it's sort of a learned thing. But then when they started doing the busing, and they were bringing the, the black people and the white people together. 
the the thing that that impressed me, and I was not for it initially. I didn't think it was a good idea. And by this time, I'm in college, so I think I know everything. So I didn't think it was a good idea. But then when I watched it for a while, what was happening was that just because you've learned something, if you're given a new reality, and instead of listening to the stories about how bad white people are, you find out, oh, white people aren't bad at all. They're very kind because your reality has changed. and But you're not vested in it because you're still a child. And so what happened was that there was a, 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 a lessening of, 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 of tension between the two communities because the two communities had learned through the children to come together and, and appreciate each other as individuals, not as you're black and I'm white. So you take people and you throw them together and you don't have any adult telling them what to think. Kids are going to be kids. They're going to like some people and not like the other. This thing is, is learned. And if it's learned, well, it's it could be unlearned. It's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, when I was growing up, um, there was a huge influx of Asians, Indians, Pakistanis into the UK, probably in the 60s. And um, my, I never really knew my father. He disappeared when I was seven. But my mother and particularly my stepfather was very, they were very bigoted against people of other races. He'd uh, served in the in the war, World War Two, in Burma, um, and you know they were very prejudiced. Let's put it that way. And you know I grew up, and I I not when I was very young, but when I um, got older, and I'd go out and socialize, and I'd meet people that were you know, from these other ethnicities, you know, Pakistani and Indian. And, you know, there was a guy in my uh, A-level biology class who was um, Ugandan Asian, you know, fled from Idi Amin's uh, genocide program. And I I dated a couple of them. I, I just rejected completely any... Uh, indoctrination that you know the these races were less than I was and I think that you know it I think it comes back to being a starseed or a light worker or whatever you care to call it I only uh judge uh, discerned I would say rather than judge people I only discerned based on character didn't matter what color they were and yet I'd got parents that were I couldn't tell my parents that I dated a guy who was not white because I knew exactly what I would get in return. Um, but I never had the mentality, even though I think they would have liked to teach it to me, that, you know, anybody who wasn't white was, um, you know, to be uh, rejected or whatever. So... You know, I think, yes, a lot of it is taught, but it doesn't necessarily follow that you're going to buy into that. 
No, and you don't buy into it once you interact with the people. You know, the, it, the people are people. And um, well, I think yeah, I think that's probably why you know segregation was supported because if you don't get to even mingle with the people they they are the you know the demons oh well we're taught we're told that they're this and they're that and you've got no personal experience to counter that propaganda precisely precisely don't forget the spiritual component and don't leave that out and the uh, many many uh, sociologists have investigated why why is it that among black people some of the most uh prejudiced people against black people turn out to be black people and what happens if if you start looking into it uh, a lot of uh, racial of, of, of black people that have racial prejudice is because they are the reincarnation of white slave owners oh wow it's, it's like <clears throat> it's the same thing happened with the with the native americans there are many Native Americans that are very violent and they're very racist and whatever. And you start looking into them and it turns out that they are the reincarnation of those white people that came here to uh, kill all, you know, kill off the Indians. So it, I guess it's karmic or if it's part of the soul mission, but that's is something that happened That's you, you learn about it in metaphysical studies is that who... Whoever has been a slave owner has to have a life as a slave, uh, as a slave, because the soul is constantly looking to balance the, the um, that experience. That's why uh, they're supposed to, like life after life, they like for one of the things that gets changed back and forth, back and forth is what gender they're born into. When a soul okay, is okay, continuously, okay, we're running yeah. out, of, we're running out of time. Okay. Let's. Sorry. We can no, no. That's fine. We can continue that on on Tuesday with the uh, Cosmic Reality Show. Jan, thanks so much for being here. Christina, I'm sorry that you couldn't be here, but it's her 18th wedding anniversary. Ah, oh, congratulations! Her, yeah, yeah. And her dad was coming down, and they're going to have a celebration. So that's why she wasn't here. And thank you, Walt, again for being here with me. And Dolly, we hardly thank you heard, for the invite. Yeah, we hardly heard <laughs> from you, Dolly. Do you want to say good night? <laughs> Is she there? Good night, everybody. <laughs> Did you have a good time, even though you didn't talk much? Uh, there was things going on in the background. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Good. Dalton's so, coming, and he'll be here shortly. Goodbye. All right, darling. <laughs> Have a good night. Thank you for being here. And Jan? Yeah, thank you, everybody. And uh, me and Walt seem to just get on a sub and carry on so thank you Walt for that and thank you <laughs> thank, you, thank Jen. you Nancy for having me <laughs> well it's always it's always a treat to be here I hope everybody see they they cut off a little early now I got a minute here I got to cover um, I want to thank everybody for being here and I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving now today starting at 11 o'clock I don't know I'm going to post it it's but all right today until tomorrow the same time we're going to spend a day thinking about positivity, about making all of this crap just settle down for 24 hours. So that's all you have to do is every time you, you start to think a negative thing, stop yourself 
and say, no, we're doing positive. Try to keep yourself in a positive state just for the next 24 hours. It's something that uh, Yasmin West put together, and um, we hope you participate. So, everybody, thank you very much. Be safe. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong.